For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, friends. Wow, it's been a long time since I sat down with the microphone, but welcome to Send It With Steph. I guess this is kind of like a revamp. Uh, we're bringing it back. Send It With Steph 2.0. So a lot has changed in my life since I last recorded a podcast. I think the last time I recorded, I had taken an entire year off of school and I was um, racing World Cup. I honestly can't remember. But anyways, little life update. I have now finished school, which is really exciting. I finished my college degree and I'm still racing World Cup as an independent athlete representing Canada on the downhill and Super G circuit. So this past season, the 2022-23 season was the first year I did all of the World Cups. Um, I had a fixed like World Cup start in both downhill and Super G from the Noram circuit, which was very nice. It's a totally different feeling than the year before when I was having time trial for all the races and kind of flying back and forth from North America to Europe to do both the World Cup circuit, the Noram circuit, and the Europa Cup circuit. Um, it was very stressful that year, but last year was a little different. I was able to start all the World Cups, so that was the main focus, was to just get used to all the tracks, get exposure, and then I did a couple of Europa Cups in between when there was time just to try to lower my fist points and kind of get some more confidence on different tracks in Europe because realistically like going over from North America straight onto the World Cup circuit is just really hard and it's totally different so yeah last year was a great learning experience I had a slow start to the year it was pretty tough trying to figure out equipment we had some issues with the guys who we hired to do our skis we were just kind of bouncing between people um Trisha Mangan and I had our own private team which was just a lot of logistics that's part of the reason I was not doing the podcast was just it was so exhausting trying to manage like fundraising sponsor acquisition keeping everything running um (laughs) trying not to run out of money but also just focusing on skiing and it was the first year that Trisha myself and our coach Thomas had done a full world cup season so it was kind of a learning experience for all three of us and yeah it was a tough slow start Um, finally kind of in January and February, things started to click for me. Um, we got a little more settled with ski service. Like my dad came over, which was really nice for me because he's worked with me forever. Obviously he's my dad. And, um, yeah, we started to have Trisha started skiing really fast. I started kind of getting faster. Um, and then, yeah, things started to click kind of end of February and that's when, I got my first top 30 in World Cup. Trisha and I both actually got top 30 on the same day. She had already done well in December, but then in Crans, Montana, we both got a top 30 together. And then we flew up to Norway 
and that was when the last World Cup of the season was, and it was, I did pretty well in the Super G. I think I came like 32nd or something, which I hadn't even finished a Super G all season, so it was a nice change. Um, and then in the downhill, I ended up getting a top 20, which was totally unexpected and really exciting for the whole team. Um, and then we were kind of figured, okay, like things are starting to get going for me. Why don't we extend my European season? Because the plan was to go back to North America, uh, finish the season in Canada and do the Noram finals because Noram finals are in Whistler, which was, is where I'm from. And it would have been really fun to get to race at home, but uh, we had started to do really well, and it, we figured may as well stay in Europe and try to chase some Europa Cups at Europa Cup finals. And it also gave us a chance to go to the Rossi factory and kind of check out some different models of skis, see what we could get to yeah, have a better start into the next season. So I stayed in Europe with... Um, the U.S. Europa Cup team, which was basically just me and Keely Cashman and a coach and her service man. And so the four of us, oh, Thomas stayed actually for Europa Cup finals. He did stay over. Um, Thomas was just being flown all over the world. He was trying to deal with Trisha and I running totally different programs at the end of the year. So he stayed in Norway with me for Europa Cup finals and then quickly flew back to Whistler to help Trisha. But Europa Cup finals went they started really slow. Like we did the GS for some reason because I hadn't raced any GS all year and I just was so bad. It was (laughs) pretty horrendous. Um, but we decided to race it because may as well, it was the end of the season. So that was pretty bad. And then we had a few days off before the downhill and I was pretty excited to race the downhill and yeah, it ended up going really well. I got my first Europa cup podium, which was really cool scored some fist points and kind of continued the upwards trend with my downhill for the season which was nice it was a confidence booster and um after that we started looking at all the different European national champs that we could go to because figured may as well just run it out while we're over there um so we decided to go to German nationals another side note is my dad is actually um German his parents are both German and he was born in Germany and they're from Garmisch so that's where the German nationals were being held last year and it was kind of an exciting race that I could go and race in his like in a place where we had a lot of family history and um yes we went there and that went well I ended up winning the German nationals downhill which was kind of unexpected but it was exciting and then We were actually there mainly to do the Super G races because I hadn't really finished any Super Gs that season and I was looking to score some fist points and then the Super Gs got canceled. So we kind of did a quick audible. We called the Austrian Europa Cup coaches and we're like, can you quickly get stuff into the Super G that's tomorrow Um, and we'll drive over and it was like six hours away. So they somehow got me into the race and we packed all our stuff up, drove to Austria and yeah got in kind of late and then woke up the next morning raced the Super G I ended up winning the Super G Nationals for Austria which was also totally unexpected but a nice feeling and then yeah we packed up and headed to Verbier to do the Swiss Nationals and 
those were a little more complicated just weather was really bad and they I don't know the schedule kept getting pushed around so we did made the most of it I was also exhausted by this point we had just been on the full European tour I'd been on planes trains and automobiles just bopping around hitting every race I could and um, yeah at that point in the season like trying to be really competitive in speed races is hard when you're tired because it's just a lot of mental stuff and yeah I was just pretty exhausted and I was also at the point in my year where I'd had a really long season it had been pretty mentally exhausting for the first half just because I was skiing slow and um, struggling a bit and then I was kind of just like you know what we've done really well we've had a great end to the season and I'm here with a lot of my friends like I got really close with a lot of the Swiss team girls and it was kind of just a point where I was like you know what I'm gonna work really hard on race day and on the days when I'm skiing but I'm also gonna try to have fun outside of skiing and try to like have a bit of a social life and see my friends go for dinner like do um kind of normal things that people in their 20s would do so I was probably tiring myself out more than had I just been like fully um tunnel vision on those races and going to bed at 8 30 you know doing the what I'd been doing all season but I was yeah I was kind of giving myself a bit of a break and it was awesome like I still had a lot of fun we did well I think we were like fourth in the super g which was totally fine i yeah (laughs) it is what it is um i wouldn't change how i approached it it was i'd been working so hard all year and to give myself a little bit of a break and um have fun at nationals like actually have fun at a race just totally not really worry about getting enough sleep and getting a yeah I don't want to go too deep into it, but it was fun. I really enjoyed being able to spend time with some of my ski racing friends before the end of the season. And then um, since I hadn't scored in Super G, like I had one score, we decided that I would stay in France for a couple of weeks and wait for there was another national championships um, like two weeks later, I think. So my dad flew home. I decided to stay and... Uh, it looked like the races were going to be great. There was lots of snow, the the like spring, all of a sudden it was dumping everywhere. So we were kind of thinking this could be great. Like maybe some easy super G points. And what do you know? There's a big snowstorm, the like two days of the super G race and it gets canceled. So my season ended and I was really happy. I was, it was a long European winter and I was just excited to go home to kind of decompressed and yeah anyways that's how my season went and that's kind of a little recap on what my life is up to now so now that we're all caught up on my life from the last year um I'll give a little um I guess plan for this season we are going to do all of the downhill world cups and then hopefully most of the super g's and maybe some Europa Cups as well I think it's going to be a really busy season but the plan is just to stay in Europe basically all year I think go home for Christmas for like five days but otherwise we're just gonna like embrace the European winter embrace everything that there is over here and not worry about 
flying back and forth or there's no world cups like no speed world cups for women in north america this year so we are just gonna bop around europe and hit all the world cups i'm really excited we've been working really hard um the team has evolved trisha made the u.s team which was really exciting and then i there's no canadian speed team so I am going to be on my own and joining the women's GS team a little bit when it works, but Thomas is with me again, which is amazing. I'm very lucky to have him, and we've made a few changes recently, but maybe that'll be some tea for another episode. (laughs) My dad's over here right now, and we've just started working with a new ski service man, so I will keep you guys updated, but... I'm really hopeful and excited. It looks like they're going to get potentially this first World Cup in Zermatt going. Um, They have enough snow, which is more than last year. And, you know, the weather is what it is. We'll see. (laughs) This time of year in Europe is always really challenging. I think like they ran Solden this past weekend and yesterday it was so windy that they had to cancel the men's race. And it's just totally... It's hard when you're in a weather-dependent sport, you know? It's it's just you have to go with the flow, and we're not too stressed. We're going to just see what happens. And, yeah, I think that I will probably end this episode here because I don't really have any more updates. I'm really excited for the year. I have some amazing sponsors, some amazing people working with me. And even though I miss having Trisha around, I am super happy for her and excited that she's with the U.S. team. I know we're going to see lots of each other because she'll also be on the speed circuit. And yeah, I think after last year, I just have a way bigger community in Europe that I didn't necessarily have before. I met a lot of girls on the circuit that are just so like-minded to me and I get along with really well. So it's nice having some close friends traveling around with you all the time. And um, yeah, we're a small team, but that almost makes it easier sometimes. People, the other national teams are pretty welcoming and excited to help, which is nice. So hopefully I will have a good season. I mean, either way, I'm proud of the work we've done and the everything that's gone into it. It's not easy building an independent team especially um in Europe like as a North American it's hard to run a speed team on the World Cup but we're doing our best and yeah wouldn't be here without the help of a lot of people so you know who you are and I appreciate you so much and yeah I maybe I'll do like a tea spilling session for my next podcast that'll be a fun maybe answer some questions. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Not tea spilling. (laughs) It'll be a question and answer, but thank you so much for listening. I will try to be more regular with this. I want to get back on the podcast train. I think it's really fun to update people on what I'm doing, especially the ones who have invested time and money and energy into me. So thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.